I'm Amy Devroon and welcome to Year of the Selfie podcast. 2020 has been a mad year thus far, a year where we've really had to take a look at ourselves. As a self-help nut, this hasn't been hugely out of the ordinary for me, but what has been so unusual is watching an entire creative industry grind to a halt in front of my very eyes. The link between creativity and mental health has always fascinated me, so I wanted to go deeper. In a world where we so often equate success with fame, it can be easy to forget the reason behind it all. Creativity. This unique, inexplicable gift. The thing we do where we lose all sense of time. The thing that lifts our hearts even in the darkest of moments. The thing that many of us feel we were put on this earth to do. So every week, I'm going to talk to my guests about just that. Their creativity their highs and lows, and where they find their creativity when it feels like there's nowhere to put it. On today's podcast, we have none other than Irish writer and broadcaster, Keith Walsh. This was a special chat. He is some man for one man, and he's been on quite an incredible journey. So get comfy, guys, and enjoy. Okay, so Keith Walsh, welcome to Year of the Selfie podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for asking me, Amy. You're very, you're very kind. I was delighted to say yes. I'm just, ha- I'm just happy to talk to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of those times in, in life when uh, I'm the same. I'm like, well, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good to talk. Good to talk to anybody. Yeah, it's any, anybody. Um, no, because I've been watching your, well, I'd worked with your two pals, uh, Jennifer and uh, Bernard, when I did Bridget and Eamon. So I kind of, I knew of you at a distance. And then I'd been, I'd been watching you on the social media and uh, been watching kind of all the stuff that was coming out about men and mental, mental health that you were commenting on. And I just thought it was so interesting. And also considering the, hu- I actually was also watching you with a bit of fascination as well with the kind of huge life changes that were happening as well in your life and work changes. And I just thought it was so interesting. I really wanted to talk to you. <laughs> I, I and be nosy. Dis- yeah, better not disappoint now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instagram life versus reality, you know? Yeah, exactly. But so I didn't realize this when I was chatting to you about coming on the podcast, but you've literally just, have you, have you've literally just left your rate, like two FM radio show. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've knocked it on the head, um, and yeah, I just think. Look, um, I'm not getting any younger. Two FM is a young person's radio station, and I kind of it was it was only going to go one way anyway. Mm. So it was nice to be sort of able to make the decision, and I had been talking to them, and there was a I could have dragged it out for a little bit longer, but I think it's best for me. I suppose there's a bit of a safety net, and uh, although my wife wouldn't be terribly uh, happy about it, I decided <laughs> I decided to maybe get rid of the safety net and see what happens, you know. And can I ask as well, like what, how that came about? Because to take, I saw you said it was a leap of faith, and to take a leap of faith like that, I think after seven years is quite huge. Like, um, was it like a chain of events from kind of, leaving the breakfast show and all that kind of stuff that just kind of led to like that you feel in a place now do you feel now in a place capable to just well you are doing it anyway or are you really just jumping in being like shit 
a bit of both. It's half and half. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% sure what the future holds. The thing about it was, I suppose, um, it was literally a safety net. I didn't really get into doing radio to do, to be a jock, to be, to be a, ra- a, a music presenter, I, you know. Yeah. And a weekend show is basically, you do two hours of music and you back announce the songs and you give shout outs and that kind of stuff, which is totally different to doing a breakfast show with two other people where you come up with characters, comedy bits, talk about the news. It's just yeah. a whole different beast. Yeah. And, and, and in a lot of ways, I was very grateful for 2FM when the breakfast show finished up for giving me that to do, you know. Mm. And it, it kind of, you know, in a lot of ways, it kept me going and kept me focused uh, through through a kind of a tumultuous year and a half. Mm. Um, but I think ultimately, and it was in the back of my head, this isn't really for me and this is not where I want to be and it's not what I want to be doing. And I think, you know, that, that would be okay with 2FM. And so it was mutual, mutually beneficial. Um, and also, but I was very grateful that I had it for the year and a half. I don't want to sort of say... Uh, I don't want to be. It would. How do I? How do I describe <laughs> what I'm trying to say? It was just a good thing to do, but it just wasn't for me. I'm not a jock. I'm not a. Yeah. There, there's plenty of people out there, and young people as well, who can do that and do a great job. Um, yeah. It's ju- just not for me. So, so yeah, it's. It, I have a few things to do in the next few months, so it's a good time to say right. Thanks, thanks to FM. Thanks so long, and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. What is the reference about the fish? Should I know that? Is that a thing? It's just that it's the last line of the book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Where the, okay. <laughs> where it's, 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 I've just always wanted to use it in something. It's where the dolphins, the dolphins, <laughs> the dolphins are the superior being to the humans and they, they're heading off. So they say to the humans, so long and thanks for all the fish. Oh, got it. Okay. That's nice. Cause I was a bit, uh, yeah, I did. I didn't, I did that went well over my head, unfortunately. And even me explaining that to you, I'm going, I'm pretty sure that's it. It's been a long t- time since I read it. It's just something I've always used, that line, so long and thanks for all the <laughs> That's brilliant. And in like, because the breakfast show was so different, just thinking about it there. Was it, I mean, so like, because I, I, cause, cause I've been researching you now, like you kind of did a bit of drama in college, did you? And it was like, was the breakfast show something that just basically brought everything together that you could do all your little, you know, your little bits of like stuff that you're, you know, that makes your heart sing, I guess, the kind of fun stuff and the, or is there an element of like, you're on a treadmill and you just have to keep running that treadmill? There's a bit of both. Yeah. Uh, it, does, it does tick a box, definitely. And the, and the way I got into radio was after college, myself and a pal of mine were doing comedy characters uh, as a way of getting into what we thought might be script writing or TV, making TV, comedy. We were big fans of comedy shows that you wouldn't remember, like The Fast Show and... Harry. I do remember. Okay. I love The Fast Show. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so stuff like that and yeah. was, was inspiring us at the time. And we were spending a lot of time together sitting around in flats yes. smoking and watching The Fast Show. And so we... Uh, so that was kind of what we wanted to do. We, and we, we had some characters and, we, and that's kind of how I got into radio by, by creating comedy characters. And it developed over 17, 18, 20 years, whatever, into being a presenter, uh, mostly a presenter with elements of, of comedy sketches, you know? Yeah. And then kind of, you came, like coming back around to it. So when you finished, yeah, when you finished the radio show and that, uh, well, well, the breakfast show, and I know then you've been 
working on a one man show. You've done a preview for it, but the full one is yet to be yet to be revealed, is it? Yeah, so we did during lockdown. Uh, before lockdown, I started writing a one man show. Um, I didn't really know what I was writing before that. I'd started, I had started I had started when the breakfast show finished, I'd started therapy, which led me into writing. Um, and then I started writing stories and I got back. I realized I liked writing. I had forgotten about it for a long time. I'm writing not a script, not a quick script for radio, but writing longer form. Um, and I sent some of the stuff I'd written to Janet Morn, who I'd gone to college with. And I said, Janet, what do you think of this stuff? And she said, well, do you want to meet and let's have a chat? And we, we met. She said, I think there's a play in this. Because I wasn't, I thought maybe in my head, I was thinking, well, it'd be nice if I could go on stage and read some of my stories that I've written kind of about my life and about life and about whatever. And she said, well, I think you can pull it together and it could be a show. It could be a one-man show, a play. And I was like, really? Do you think so? So anyway, with Janet's encouragement and I, I, I wrote a play and Janet helped a lot with the writing and she directed me in a work in progress that we did which was a half hour version half hour long version of the play that went down out um online during lockdown and uh, yeah it was a huge for me it was a big it was a big deal because after doing drama in college i kind of just just dropped it almost straight away kind of in a way like i went for a few auditions didn't get the part and then straight away, I was like, oh, it's obviously not for me because I didn't get the part after three or four auditions. Yeah. Like, no, like nobody, nobody remembered to tell me that you need to go for hundreds of auditions. Yeah. You just keep going. <laughs> I don't, I, maybe I wasn't built for it at the time. And, and, I, I, and looking back, I probably wasn't the person to be doing that uh, at that particular time. And I probably didn't have enough life experience and all that kind of stuff. But I, but I was like, how do I... I need to make a living. I can't, this, you know, I had a girlfriend and, and I had, we wanted to buy a house or whatever. It was just, I, I, anyway, I just wasn't in the right headspace. So it was nice to come back to it uh, and to finally do a play and finally do something and, and finally write something and perform it, you know, it was great. And were you able to trust the process? Like, so I wrote, a, the first one woman, one woman show I ever wrote, I'd never really written before. And I found, but not everyone's like this, I found I really was able to trust the process because I had no idea. I was just like, fuck it, I'll try and see what happens and, and just keep going. Were you a bit like that, like with, with this, were you able to really like, yeah, fully trust it and lend yourself over to it? Or were you freaking out? Um, a bit of both, but I had Janet and I really trusted her. Yeah. And like a lot of the time, literally whatever Janet suggested, I just said yes. So like for her working on my script must have been very easy. Uh, mm. I don't know yeah. what, because she'd say, I, I think you just need to, this, this bit isn't important. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. This line doesn't, you know, that's, yeah. you're just, you're just being, you're being totally self-absorbed here. That just, okay. You know, so I was a very, I was learning and I was willing to learn. I really wanted, and I really trusted Janet and, and, and I knew she, she wouldn't do me wrong. So I trusted that. And, yeah, I found the process fascinating because, and I'm still fascinated by it kind of looking back on it and, and looking at what we have to do in the future because I'm just fascinated by that process of, like we've manifested something from nothing. Yeah. Like we just, it's just words on paper and then it's a thing and then you're, and then it's a show and then there's a set and then there's people watching it and then there's, and now it's going to be a thing and you're just like, wow, that like I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated that I, manifested that and 
that's to me is that that has given me a whole new view of the world, which might seem real thick of me or whatever. But I'm like my eyes have been opened in in a lot yeah. of ways, you know. No, I think it. I think it does open your eyes because I think you're you you you're able to. It's a. I want to say healing, and that's a really wanky yeah, word. No, no, that, you should it really, say healing. Yeah, yeah it really. <laughs> I've been try, I've been trying to say. It, I've been trying to explain things to people and trying to avoid certain words like healing and the universe yeah. and creativity and the gods and 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 I keep almost trying to apologize for it. Yeah. And I, and I have to stop myself apologizing for it because it is healing. Yeah, and it kind of gets you. And did you feel like actually, if it being healing, did you feel like you could transform? Like, was there was it based on your life? Were you able to transform things? Because that's what they say is like when you can transform something into art, that's when you know you've a distance from it, and and that's why it's healing because you've kind of created a distance between yourself and the and the experience through yeah. your art. Yeah, totally. totally. What well, it was healing, yeah. and it was therapy, and it's therapy for me. It's it's helpful to me that it now has become a thing that people might come and watch as well, but also, but just doing there was one particular incident that I needed to sort of put down on paper or deal with or put somewhere, and I did, and it was very cathartic, very. Uh, helpful and like like genuinely like not to use the word journey but mm. it, it was it was a, a, a therapeutic journey of just discovery and 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 I see things differently now I, like I feel differently about things I feel maybe it was a maybe it freed me up I don't know mm. uh, I was definitely blocked and I was definitely struggling to express myself and uh, and and connect with emotions and all that kind of stuff and I still I mean I still I'm still working on stuff like that but I mean yeah it was a huge amount of work that I, that I managed to go through just doing that you know so do you think that the work that you did on your mental health helped to crack open the creative side of you or at least let yourself even look at that side of yourself like yeah yeah I mean both kind of happened simultaneously so yeah. it was the therapy I went to a guy called Luke who I was very lucky that some people just will go to a cancer therapist and it won't suit them. I found this guy and he was recommended and got on with him straight away. And we got, we just got to work kind of straight away and he suggested writing and I was journaling every morning and then I started a writing course. And so, so, so just writing stories down and getting stuff out of my head. And we all have these stories about ourselves and, and ghosts that we, you know, mm. ghost stories of, you know, we're haunted by them almost, these characters and these people. And, and I started just getting them down on the page and getting them out of my head. And that just kind of frees things up. So it, it allowed me then to kind of, then I suppose I, I, I allowed myself then to show Janet, you know, and she was mm. positive. Her reaction was positive. And then that, and then we took the next step and it was all, it's like what I've become fascinated with and what I keep talking to people about is, is the process and everything's a process and nothing's ever an end point anymore. You know, where you used to kind of, well, if I get to here, everything would be great. Or if I, if I get to here and, and if I show this person my play and they say, no, that's the end of me ever writing again, because I'll never recover from it. Yeah. You show it to that person, they don't like it, but someone else might like it, or there might be something wrong with it. So you go back and you rework it and you, you find another way. And, and I suppose maybe I'd spent a lot, lot of time feeling like if I was, if I got to a door and it wouldn't open, that I, I just wouldn't try any other doors, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's the, pro it was, I, I'm fascinated now by the process of things and how 
something can be a little idea and become a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and then maybe fall away. But you have other ideas and they might be doing things or, you know, so it's yeah. just you're constantly trying different things and, and just discovering what you, you could do or what might be worth trying or what be, might be fun or, you know, so it, it's just, I feel in, like it's freed me up and, and that's with creativity. That's what you need. You know, you need a sense of freedom to try yeah. things. And so would you, reje- so you sound like then, yeah, you would deal with re- rejection then differently than you would have. Well, yeah. So if you're coming from a place where when you went for t- three auditions, you were like, oh, no, it mustn't be, it mustn't be for me. Then to now where you're like, if someone doesn't like a script, then you'll just hand it to somebody else. Yeah. Are you real centered in that at the moment? It's a good space to be like. I am, but also I realized that what I was doing was not putting the work into something so that the other person probably had no choice but to turn me down because I, I hadn't really turned up ready and prepared. And I yeah. suppose that's a mechanism. That's the thing that people do if they, if they ultimately don't believe. I don't know. I, I don't want to say that I don't, didn't believe I didn't deserve it, but there was some sort of something going on there where I really wasn't putting in the work to allow, give myself a fair chance of succeeding in whatever I was trying to do. So I understand that now. Yeah. As in, I always understood it, but now I'm a bit more honest with myself where if I want to do something, I've got to put the work in and it is a process and it does take time and it is work, but it will be worth it. You know, so, so there's lots of things going yeah. on. It's, it's not that I'm better at rejection. It's, it's that I'm okay at rejection, but I'm also better at realizing that the work has to go in and you need to turn up and be better as well. You know? Yeah, it's almost like a self-sabotage thing because I know particularly artists actually who've, who've done that in the past have been in a really low depressed place and will like will 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 miss the alarm for an audition or a big meeting or and it's almost like they've done it to, to fuck with themselves yeah yeah it's like and they it, don't feel like they deserve it or whatever yeah people do it all the time and it's like you know you, you've got something big coming up and you go drinking for two days or something yeah you know, and you don't know, and you're like, why did I, why yeah. did I do that? Why am I so hungover today? What, what's, you know, this is ridiculous. And we do it all the time. We do it to ourselves. And I, you know, I was particularly uh, bad at putting the work in to make sure something was, was really good because I thought, well, if I didn't put the work in and people didn't really like it or wasn't really, I, I could always say, well, I never really put the, I didn't really try that hard in the first place. So I don't mind if you don't really like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, it's a, I, it's I've actually started doing that with a lot of funding things because I find it very like for, particularly for writing stuff I would find it hard to get funding and I noticed myself recently with one thing that I applied for when someone asked me about it rather than be like oh it's a really exciting idea I've been tinkering away at for ages I just minimized it into like yeah well like I think it's something it's a it's a scheme that would suit me and like whatever like I don't need it like because I have other work lined up so it's no big deal like I don't really care and I was like oh well that's just that's just an instant rejection right there. I'm not going to get that. <laughs> like, <do> you know? <laughs> it is, but it's, it just saves you from whatever it is you're worried about because you can always say, I didn't really put any effort into it. So, yeah, I didn't you know, really care. I, I, it's, yeah, like we, we, we play such crazy games with ourselves all the time, you know? It's ridiculous. But in, the, in terms of the, I was just thinking about the, men and men the, like the mental health thing that kind of came up around the time that you your, the breakfast show ended and you were posting about and I've been finding the men and mental health thing interesting in two ways one way is I find it very interesting at the moment because um it's a big buzz subject it's a big buzzword I feel like you know in one way um it's something people are trying to kind of highlight 
in another way, I don't think every fella is ready to got, get talking. Because I've even noticed about the, uh, even on the podcast, I, I would find sometimes the, the men are less uh, keen to come on than the women. Because it's just a natural, like, uh, yeah, talking thing. And then I was just also thinking about what you were saying there about when you were in college and you were going, well, I've got like a girlfriend, I want to buy a house and all these things. And how that kind of relates back to all our own fathers. Um, you know, because I feel like I'm in my 30s. You're in your 40s? Is that okay? You're in your 40s? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, my, so my brothers-in-law say are in their 40s. And so the, the, the particular difference between them and my father's or their father's generation was so different, like so huge. And do you think that's something that's really like really hung on kind of your age group and, and your kind of your, even your experience or your friends experiences or it's a very long question. Sorry, but I'm just kind of fascinated by that whole. I think that's yeah. Like there's a couple of things like that. The, it is a kind of a, it is a cool thing kind of to be talking about in one way to be talking about men's mental health. And there's some great people out there talking about it and, like we need more, we, we, we don't need it to be a thing. We just need to be more honest. We just need to yeah. be more open. It, it shouldn't be a, uh, it shouldn't be a, a thing at all. Yeah. Men just need to be more honest about stuff. Uh, and, you know, we, we have a long way to go to unpacking the reasons we are the way we are. And a lot of that comes down to the expectation of, you know, society or men on other men or whatever, and, uh, you know, the breadwinner and, the, you know, keep everything together and don't fuck it up. And, uh, you know, I'm just being very general here in a way, but yes, yeah, so, yeah. so, so, so my father and then his father before him, uh, it would have been about the job and getting the work and bringing in the money. And that would have been like, you know, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're put in a, in a box really. And that's all you feel good for. And it happened then when men lost their job and when the money wasn't coming in, that there was a sense that, who am I? Because I've worked for 20 years to put food on the table and to provide for my family. And now the factory's closing down and now I don't have a job and I haven't really talked to anybody about anything else really. Mm. So, and it's 20 years since I really was in touch with who I am and my dreams and my ambitions and all that kind of stuff. So where the fuck am I and who am I? And what do I mean to this person, my wife? What do I mean to my children? it's a like you know midlife crisis is is a term used where people get to that point where they're like my children have kind of grown up i've provided you know some men at that point you know they can end up in i remember my father in the 80s ended up on the picket line you know not bringing the money in and we just didn't know how to express ourselves or how to be or where to be or what to be doing or you feel like a failure and that's you know your your, your job your career is who you are and that, like it's all tied up in that and we weren't we weren't expected to talk and we weren't asked really to talk about stuff by other men or not and not really necessarily by our by wives back in those days either because I don't, you know, it's, as I'm saying it, I'm like, I don't really know what happened. Like, I, feel, I also feel like there's still a lot of men who say, oh, will you shut up fucking talking about mental health and blah, yeah. blah, 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 because that's not helpful. Digging up the past and looking at what happened to you when you were a child is not helpful. How is that going to help? 
and I, I I got in touch with a friend of mine who I felt might might be struggling, and I just gave him a shout. And COVID had happened, and he was in lockdown. He was working from home, and his mom wasn't well, and his sister wasn't well. And I just said, "How are you doing?" And he was like, "Jesus, I can't like like I can't help any. I can't go anywhere. I can't help anybody. I can't. I'm of no use to anybody." And I said, well, would you consider talking to somebody? And I, I suggested a name. And he said, he said, what the fuck's he going to do? Get rid of COVID? Yeah. And I, I tried to have to explain to him, no, he, he's, he's not going to get rid of COVID. He's not going to make your mom better. He's not going to make your sister better. But he's going to make you better. As in, he's going to make you better able to deal with what's going on so that you can feel a bit better about whatever you're feeling. And then you're probably more useful to your mom and to your sister and to your wife and to whatever you need to do. And that's the most important thing at the moment is that you feel better, you know. Mm. And it's getting that across to men that it's okay to say, I just need to feel better and then I'm, I'll be better to everybody around me. Because there's too much, like anger is too easy to access, you know. There's too many angry men, there's too much frustration, there's too much, there's not enough honesty, there's not enough... Um, uh, honesty, I suppose, is the word. Uh, and we're, vulnerability. We're not being yeah. vulnerable. We're not able to say, Jesus, this is fucking hard. I can't. Uh, I'm struggling here. I need I need a time out. Um, you know, so we, we're not good at those things. And we need to get better. And I feel, and you know, so I know some men would look at what I'm doing or talking about what I'm talking about publicly as, uh, you know, attention seeking or whatever it is, or maybe I'm using my own personal stories as some kind of career move or, uh, and I just think that's your opinion or tight to your opinion. I don't know necessarily why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not necessarily choosing any certain path. Things just kind of happen. And then that happened and that happened. it seems to be a good thing. People seem to be benefiting from it. I'm just going to keep going and I'm not going to question it. And I'm going to just be honest and I'm going to turn up mm. here today and be as honest with you as I can. I'm going to turn up and do my play and be as honest as I can. And if people want to talk to me, I just want to just say that it's, I want people, I want men to feel like it's okay to be honest. And that's, you know, that's and me being vulnerable, I think will help other men, you know? Yeah, Definitely. Because I like even when we did the when I did the first episode of the podcast with my husband Sean, the amount of messages that we got about um, how open and vulnerable he was, and how oh my god, I can't believe you did that! I wouldn't be able to do that, and all this kind of stuff. And we were sort of, and I think it's because for us, there's been a good few years of talking about mental health, and he's been on this journey for a while, and and by his nature, he's quite open anyway. He's okay to talk about these things. But he even freaked out at one point and was like, oh God, my career now. I'll have no career because now I've just, I've let everybody know. And I was trying to say like, I think that makes you more appealing to people. Like I want to know people I can have an honest conversation with. I'm not interested in looking at somebody who's, who's reading a script, you know, <laughs> going, you know, this is great. You know, I, so I think it's a, yeah, I think it's an amazing thing. I think it can only help people. Yeah, and I think, it was great to listen to that particular podcast because, and I could, I was able to identify what a lot of what he was saying because he described, he sort of described being sidelined uh, 
from his main sort of dream in a way. And, and it was a very sensible thing he did because he found a way of, you know, making money and enough money to do whatever he had to do and provide for his family and, and, mm. and, and get a house and, and do the things that society needs you to do. And, and that we like we feel, you know, I would have felt a very similar thing where you're kind of sidelined from what you actually want to do and you're doing you're almost like a shadow creative in a way. I mean, he wasn't. Yeah, because, yeah. He, he wasn't a creative because he was being very creative. But you're almost doing it in a way that is it's not being true to yourself or you're sort of, you know, I've, I've, I've been reading about these people, shadow creatives who work at radio when they'd yeah. actually rather, you know, they're meeting actors when they actually would rather be performing. Or, you know, you, yeah. it's, it's great to be in the industry, but it can be frustrating as well when you're not, uh, when you're not doing the thing in that industry that you'd like to be doing. Yeah. And I thought that his honesty around that uh, and his struggle with that you know, he, he was he was clearly successful and brilliant at what he did. Yeah, but it was it was still wasn't the thing, you know. Yeah, it's it's hard. I, I I've noticed that with a few people that I've spoken to, and they do another thing as well, and it's equally creative. And often I'll say to them, "Is that your favorite now? Is that the favorite thing of the two? And they always say the original thing that they got into it for the original reason, whether it was acting or I don't know writing or whatever. That's always kind of the thing that's their favorite, and they want to be able to get back to. Mm. so it's so yeah it's it's strange that we that that society well it's not strange it is society that it has these things on you that you have to earn a certain amount of money you have to be successful you have to you have to look like you're successful you know but the, th- but the other thing that i've learned uh is that you you know i just start i've started using the phrase side hustles <laughs> you know so i just kind of i just don't want to be you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And, and if you can do a couple of different creative things or you can be creative in, in whatever, you know, way and just have a few little things on the go. So you're not like mm. totally focused on one thing working. And if that doesn't work and you're devastated, you, yeah. you almost need to be a little bit more agile and, and a little bit flexible. And as I said, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And, and yeah. uh, um, so, so it's, it's, it's freeing yourself up creatively, but it's also trying to use your head and your intelligence to figure out a way that you can be creative and bring in the money to pay the bills at the same time. Yeah. You know? Because you can't, you can't, you can't really, I can't say to my wife, look, I'm just this, I'm going to live down the shed in the garden and, <laughs> and that's where I'm going to live now. And I'm going to draw. And, yeah. I'm just going to focus on that. And will you, and will you sell any of these drawings? No, no, this is just for me. No. I'm just going to be creative for the rest of my life and i'll come up for my dinner uh, you yeah. know so so you have to be it has to be realistic yeah and also there's there was the thing that i used to say was and i and i've and i've seen i've read it in books or whatever that you can't you know well how can i do this when i've got this to do and this is you know it, it's like well i can't because i can't do that because i then i'd have to i have to give my job to do that where you go no you can keep doing your job yeah and and try and do that at night or you know try and sneak an hour away for yourself where you can write for an hour or you know get up a bit earlier in the morning or you know and 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 I'm saying that from a place of going to therapy for a year and a bit like I'm not saying this to anybody to feel bad about themselves because yeah. there's lots of people that would like to do it and just don't have the energy to yes. get up early in the morning and it's not yeah. always possible and I see that and I don't want I don't want to be bashing anyone over the head with the things they're not doing yeah. 
but this this was the process for me where eventually I got to a point where I oh actually okay I'll just do this for an hour and then I leave it and I get back and do another hour some other time and sometimes I just don't I don't feel like it and I just yeah. and then I, that's okay as well you know um so it's just it's it's the, the whole idea of the process and it takes time and you can chip away at it and it doesn't have to be an overnight thing and you don't have to walk away from a relationship. You don't have to walk away from a job. You might prefer to be living in a different house, but just stay in this house for now and yeah. get to where you need to be. You know, all those yeah, things. Yeah. Just letting yourself off the hook as well, you know, Yeah. Um, and allowing yourself to, to be stuck in where you need to be, but then maybe find a little bit of wriggle room for yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's kind of amazing that you can you can you can get the time, you can find the time. It's and also I, 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 I'm you're right about what you're saying about not feeling bad about it because so many people I know weren't able to do anything when we were in lockdown, creative, um, and there was this pressure. I said it, I think, in another podcast. I heard Chris O'Dowd say it on on a podcast where he said there was a point in lockdown where everyone just had creative diarrhea. And they were just yeah. like, look at me, notice me. And I, that really stuck with me because I just thought, yeah, it was like everyone was under such pressure to be like, this is something I'm doing. Look at me. It was, you were just thrown out shite. And actually it's nice to be like to, to have the freedom. And we do have the freedom at the moment because there's little else to be doing really in the same way to just be ticking away at something. And it doesn't have to be this big finished project, you know, project straight away. And it might, lead on to a different kind of uh thing you know eventually it was kind of uh allowing i allowed myself to do things without expectation yes and that that gave me that just freed me up completely because i'm just doing this thing i'm not yeah. it's not for anything it's not for anyone it's not and then i'm doing this other thing and that's not and then i'm doing the three things at the same time and it, without expectation and that allowed me to get to where I, I was able to just be creative for the sake of it. And, and uh, that, that, that's a, that was a, a thing I heard from somebody, just do things without expectation that would free yeah. you up. And it really worked for me, you know. Was there a point, yeah, was there a point that did, did something reach ahead or a turning point where you were like, yeah, I'm just going to, because that's, that's, a, that's a nice little switch to switch in your head. Did, yeah, did that come from kind of a lot of work it work on yourself i know yeah, yeah, haven't yeah. working yourself but yeah i was ready to hear that obviously yeah. Do you know what i mean if somebody if somebody told me like like lots of so i suppose serendipitous things happened in that like i was utterly devastated when the breakfast show finished up and felt complete like i mean as i mentioned i'm not great with rejection so <laughs> that wasn't good for me but it led me to therapy and it it was possibly the best thing that could have happened to me in a lot yeah. of ways because it led me to therapy. It led me to really think about what I actually wanted to do. It gave me time to think. It gave me time to reevaluate. It gave me, you know, and sometimes you can have a very successful thing going and that it can be very hard to give that up because mm. why would you give that up? That'd be stupid, yeah. you know? And I didn't at that time with doing the breakfast show, I didn't have the energy to explore anything else. So it was taking my all to just do the breakfast show. And that took its toll on, on me and family life in, in different ways. But that finishing up was probably the worst thing and the best thing that happened to me. So, you know, I'm saying to, this is this is just my story and my experience and what I did. And, and other people aren't ready to either listen to me or hear mm -hmm. that or say that to themselves. And that's happened. You know, hopefully they'll get their turn. But absolutely, when I heard do things without expectations, I was mm -hmm. ready to hear that. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah. You know, if someone said that to me a year and a half ago, I would have said, shut the fuck up, what are you talking yeah. about? That's gobbledygook. You know, that doesn't mean anything, you know. It's weird yeah. that, that wor words and sentences can just mean a completely Nothing at one point. And then everything. Yeah. And then everything, you know. And, and even, as you mentioned, like, you know, spiritual and, and even me talking about being creative, these are things mm. that I wouldn't have said about a year and a half ago. So when you were in the breakfast show and you were, do you feel when you look back on those years doing that, do you feel like you're looking at a different person? I, I know the basis of you is the same, but is there, has there been such a, a vast shift in, in yourself? Yeah, pro yeah, I think so. Like it, yeah, I do. I feel like I'm more honest, uh, I'm more honest with myself. Uh, I feel better. I feel more content. I was trying to describe, like somebody asked me, was I happier since I started, so whatever. And I, I said, well, I don't think happiness is the word, but content is a great word and, and the word that I would, I would, I would say a lot. I feel content. Uh, I'm not racing for anything. You know, I'm not, mm. sometimes you're so hell bent on getting somewhere with something that you're just in your own way. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just isn't helpful to anybody, uh, least of all yourself. Uh, so I was a different person. Um, I had a lot of shit to deal with that I managed to deal with. My wife actually said to me a few months ago, like, you used to never fucking talk, and now you won't shut the fuck up. And she said, I, don't know, I don't know which I prefer. Uh, and she kind of at one point said, it's, it's like I've gotten a divorce, but I'm... But I, and yeah. this is a new man and I you know she still hasn't decided which you know but she, you know it was, it was a divorce without the without the legal fees you know yeah um so lots of things have changed and and, and continue to change and you know we're like even like there's it's there's such seismic shifts going on that like myself mm. and my wife sometimes are like what the fuck is going on like uh, like uh, struggling to sort yeah. of get a handle on whether I've lost my mind or this yeah. is good you know you you, you 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 switch between i'm clearly mad now or yeah. and another time going i can see so clearly you know and, yeah. and it, it's a kind it can be a bit scary sometimes you know but yeah. but, but I, I it's pref it's I, I would prefer it where i am now to where i was then you know looking back and in a in a in a job like that, um, because I, I'm just interested from the point of when you look from the outside on something like you're, you've the kind of coveted thing on a on a breakfast show, is there a certain trajectory that you're pushing yourself towards when you're there? Because you're kind of like I'm in this really good slot. I've got these two, you know, it's a good team. We're all doing it. So is there this sort of yeah trajectory that you imagine for yourself, yeah, so that when it does stop, you're like. <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah yeah would you want to like i mentioned in the play it's it's a lot about that and it's like it, there's a line in the play where i'm like i wanted to be the main man i wanted to be fucking ian dempsey on the breakfast show forever you know yeah you want you want the people you're working for to be so appreciative of your brilliant work that they're just going to let you do that show forever and ever and just pay the money and never question anything you do and, yeah and also then then they'll want you to make tv shows and you know then you'll be presenting your own chat show and you know all those things that yeah I don't I don't even know if I wanted those things or if I was in I, I probably I wasn't the right person I clearly wasn't the right person there was a reason people weren't coming to me to ask me to do a, a talk show or or there's a reason why the breakfast show finished up yeah. you know I, I just wasn't in the right headspace to do any of the things that I wanted to do or or or, or I was thinking the things I want, the things I thought I wanted to do weren't even the things I wanted to do, you know? So yeah. 
but you do, you, you're sort of like, this is where I'm at. I need to make the most of this now. And, and this needs, and, and you feel very driven and very focused and, 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 but also you feel very disappointed all the time because you're not getting, why aren't, why is my phone ringing more? Like I was busy. I was, there was loads of stuff going on. There's plenty of things to be doing, but at the same yeah. time I was, I was looking at what I wasn't doing and what someone else was doing and why, why are they getting asked to do that? And why am I, I'm not, and why was I asked to do that and then never asked to do it again? And why, you know, you're constantly just, as I said, like striving for something uh, and just getting in your own way because, yeah. Because what, what do you, like, what do you And you're mean? not even sure if you want it. That's so no, funny. Yeah, I do that with, with the certain roles, even actors, you, like I would find myself going, like, yeah, I really want that thing or I want to be in this thing. And I'm like, no, I don't. No, that's actually not me at all. Like, that's actually not what I want, but it's because you're programmed to, you're part of the system. So you're just kind of going, well, this is how the system works. Mm. If I'm working in the system, I'm, I, I should be up there in the system, you know? And it's so, it's such a mindfuck because it mightn't be what you're about at all. It is a mindfuck. And you're trying to even, if I can find my, my own particular niche, my own space, and I can do a bit of work in that space and I can bring in enough money to pay the bills. That's, that's all I need. That's all, that's it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, whatever you imagine being Ryan Tuberty and presenting the late, late show is like, you're wrong. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. 100% wrong. Whatever you yeah. imagine it's like to be Brad in Hollywood, you're 100%, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in, in a, in a strange, and maybe he wouldn't, but maybe in one way Brad would like to be living here in Newbridge, you know, yeah. uh, in this house, you know, having my life. So, that's Brad Pitt I was talking about. Yeah, of course. And why wouldn't he? I, no, I agreed wholeheartedly on that statement. I was like, of course, of course Brad Pitt wants to live in Newbridge. In your- uh, yeah, so I, and he can. If, if, he's, yeah. if he's watching this, he's very welcome to come and stay. He can I'm sure your his- wife would be delighted. Yeah, yeah. We would actually get divorced then. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, it's just the idea of success or what you think it is or what you should be doing or what. It's yeah. just a it's i mean i must have been so tired even from thinking about stuff like that alone yeah. mind having got half. and i see people i mean i i see colleagues of mine and friends of mine and i'm just like it's not something you can talk to people about until they want until they come and ask you about it because you'd like to just tell people to yeah come be okay yeah it's home. not that big yeah it's not that big a deal don't yeah. worry you know but when yeah. you're in it it's like of course yeah it's, it's your life me, it's easy for me to say and then like I did get someone saying things like, well, this is just clearly a reaction because you lost your job and you're pissed yeah. off. And, you know, so yeah, it's, it's the whole thing. is. Um, Actually, I do uh, want to ask him when, when you find out it's ending uh, something like that, were you, were you able to stay? Um, I don't want to say calm. What's the word where you're uh, uh, not civil. That's it. That's the wrong word too. Were you able to, to, to remain kind of like logical about it? Or, or is there times when you're going in going, oh, fuck you, fuck you, you have to go in and, you know, because there's, there was, there's a time between the show ending and the time that, there's the time between you finding out the show is ending and the show ending. Are you able to do that with kind of, with grace and dignity? Did you find, were you able to do that? Or is that kind of also where the therapy came in where you were like, ah, uh, I'm not dealing with this well? 
I think that at that time I probably thought the breakfast show is ending, but there's probably other stuff I could do, or you know, I'll yeah. probably get another show, or I'll probably just you know, or maybe yeah. Radio One will give me a gig, or you know. Uh, so there's a period there where you're kind of a little bit in denial. So yeah. it's it's absolutely fine, and actually. You know, sometimes when you when something's coming to an end, there's a relief as well. So you're like, okay, this is I, I don't know why this is good, but this feels good. So you enjoy yeah. you enjoy the last sort of. I never really got angry as such. In uh, I did find it difficult to then after a while to go in every weekend and do the weekend show because yeah. it was just like, well, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I I couldn't. It's like it's like you asking what your purpose is in a role. I could I didn't know what my purpose was anymore. You know I didn't know yeah. I didn't I couldn't find a reason to do that other than for the money. Yeah, yeah. And that was a good enough reason. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong, but uh, after a while it just wears thin. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I went through. I mean, I went through all the emotions. You know, the the grief, the anger, the 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 happiness, the sadness, the uh, the weird cackling. Uh, mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, I think I managed to keep it all together on the surface and just, I did a lot of sort of, you know, walking around, you know, RT smiling at people, you know, because, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there was, a, there was a lot of that and, and, and just, you know, saying to people that, it was fine and it's the right thing, which it was, and it was yeah. fine. And it was the right thing, but Jesus, it hurt you. Yeah, because it needs to, you know, logically with anything like that, you know, logically that that's okay, but it needs to land internally into your soul. And I always feel, I always feel really bad when I, or like when, when people do kind of have to move on or whatever, and you see they're like really thrilled and we've had a great whatever and blah, 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 and I'm always going, oh, I feel bad because I feel like if you come back in six months when it's landed with the person, they probably can say something you, like where that, that that's 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 landed like, you know i don't want to say, say something truthful but like something that actually really rings true from their core where they have the perspective and they're able to go net no, that's absolutely and it's led me on to this and i'm so grateful you know whereas yeah. at the time i always feel like it's just a thing that someone's like just put something in writing there for fuck's sake yeah right anything anything <laughs> yeah just say something <laughs> but, but yeah and i think that 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 was really nice that two days ago when I said thanks to FM and thanks to everybody, I genuinely meant it because I'd gone, you know, I'd come yes. full circle and I was like, you know, that was great. And I really genuinely felt yeah. gratitude for what I'd gotten and, and the opportunity I had and things I experienced. So, um, yeah, it was kind of nice the way it all, it all ended up. Like, uh, even as I'm talk, saying yeah. that sentence now, I'm, I'm totally freaked out and scared, but yeah, I'm hoping everything will be all right, you know. Oh, I I actually have no doubt. I think it will. Um, so if you, if, if I may, if, if you yeah, think you. it is anything <laughs> I, valuable look, to you at all. I'm going to any, I'm looking for reassurance from anybody. <gasps> I, I'll take it from anywhere. But yeah, thank, thank you very much. Well, I think what's it, well, actually, I do want to actually have a chat to you about your social media, but I do, uh, but I think as well, I think if you're coming from such a genuine place and you're coming from a place of artistry and just wanting to be creative, I do think things have a have a weird way of falling into place like I've just even noticed it throughout my own career and 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 and, and leaps I took you know uh there was one time years ago in London where I basically went I'm not temping anymore I don't care what commercials I have to do what like I'll do anything but I'm not temping anymore in offices 
And because I was just that straight about it and I was in the right place to do it and the right place to feel it. And yeah, I felt like like a little chain of events started happening, you know, like and, and, and something that you don't think is anything like starting to write lead somewhere else. And it does. I do genuinely think that. If yeah, you're coming th- from a good place. I think if you're in a good place to be right re- and you're ready for it and you're open to seeing what's out there, um, uh, it's, it is a good time. And yeah, as I said, like you never, you never know for sure anyway. Like, I mean, there was, if you're in, yes. if, if you know, if you're something can get canceled or mm. something that you think you got or a role you got can just, you know, they can say, yeah. sorry, we're not doing that anymore. Or the money's, yeah. got, the money's gone or, you know, yeah. uh, someone's disappeared and we don't know where he is or any of that kind of stuff can happen. So nothing was a sure thing anyway. So I might as well be doing this not sure thing as doing something that I wasn't particularly enjoying yeah. as a sure, sure thing, you know, because there's no, there's no such thing as a sure thing, you know. So true. Um, in terms of your social media, because uh, you've been doing like epi- little episodes and, well, you were doing little episodes of kind of Keith Talks and updates on your show and it's, uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I watched the Social Dilemma last night, so now I'm kind of all social media. But um have you been finding actually that it's been a, a kind of creative space for you or a little outlet or has it been a safe, positive space or has it been something that's become, see sometimes, yeah. Okay. So sometimes I find it to be, oh, it's a nice little safe kind of positive space if I keep it that way. But then do you go into the the darkness of being like followers, insights, um, you know, have, are people watching, am I just doing this into fucking oblivion? Cause I feel like that sometimes. Mm. So I'm just wondering, is it, is it a space that you feel is a bit of positivity and that even if it reaches a couple of people, you're happy out? It, it's an interesting thing because when I finished the breakfast show and I started with therapy and, and being a bit more honest with people and being a bit more vulnerable, but I would have had a certain amount of followers and I could see them drop. <laughs> I could see my followers dropping off. The more honest I got, the, you know, people were, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, oh, Jesus, oh, shit, oh, no. It was always like panic, panic, panic. But I said, no, no, this is, so So, so I just, so almost like I'm, I, I I lost a few followers, then I'd gain a few followers, but I just kept, you know, I just decided this is what I do now and this is the way I am. So, 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 in fairness to people following me, they were probably like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I, yeah. this is not, this is not who I followed. Yeah. So I kind of swapped out a lot of people and then swapped in a lot of people. And now, yeah. now I, you know, my, my followers are steadily going up and I, and I do see it as a, as a, as a means to an end. And I do sometimes get gigs out of it. I do sometimes get paid to promote stuff on it. So mm. it's important for me to have that and to keep that going because that could be the difference in one month of, allowing me to do what I'm doing or not, you know, so yeah. it's, it's an important tool. And, and I said it to my therapist at one point, I was going, like, what about social media? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the problem. And he was like, well, why would that be a problem? Because it's, it's driving me mad. And he said, why are you driving me? So he says, I said, oh, I'm just going to, can- maybe I should just cancel my accounts and just not look at, you know, get rid of a phone and get an old knock in. He was like, well, yeah. why can't you just look at it every now and then? Or, you know, if you think of an idea, do it. And then, and why don't, like, don't let the phone on you. It's the other way around. And I, so it kind of changed my thing. He said, if I said, well, if I'm trying to write and the phone is there, I keep checking. He said, well, write for 20 minutes and then check it. And then write for, you know, it was just, yeah. like, just stupid stuff that yeah. someone's just saying to you. Like, okay, yeah, all right. So I can just write for 20 minutes and then check my phone and then go back to writing for 20 minutes. Yeah. And like, someone just explained this stuff to you. That, and I was like, okay, right. So, so I like to use it 
to try things out. I like to use it if I have an idea about something I want to talk about. I like to use it to, um, you know, and be honest and be vulnerable and be whatever. And I'd say for anybody following me, they've probably like seen some mad, crazy man on a, on a on a trip between uh, in, in the last year. But uh, I I do enjoy it, um, and I find it it can be it can be helpful with ideas. And I'll do little ske- I start to do little sketches or whatever. Some I've put up and some I haven't. But it's yeah, I like it. I, and I think I've come full circle with it. Um, and I think that yeah, there is moments where like oh shit, people don't like that. So you can, and it, it's not. It's I wouldn't look at it if I was saying something. I was being honest about something, and I I, I really felt like this is this is a moment for me, and I want to share it. That's fine. I'm not really worried about people liking that. But if I do something that I think like I've been drawing, doing these sketches and making these cards. And, you know, if I do something that someone doesn't like, I'm not going to get that particular card. Like, yeah. so I've been drawing these silly cards and I'm, I'm hoping to get them printed up. So I put them all up on Instagram and I'm able to look back and see how many people liked that one, how many people shared it, whatever. Uh, okay, that one's getting, I'm, I'm printing that one. So it can be, make an informant decision. Yes. I know I'm going to sell a few of these if I get them printed. Not yeah. simple, that's straightforward. So you know, it's how you use it and don't let it use you. That that would be my, and also I, I'm on TikTok and I'm finding, I think if you're in the right space on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter, if you're in the right space and everybody has to remember that they design their own, you design your own Instagram and Twitter and mm. you are the person who decided to follow who you follow. So if you don't like what you're seeing, just follow different people, unfollow yeah. the people you're seeing. It's your, like, if you don't like this, people yeah. say, I hate Twitter these days. Yeah, stop following those people. <laughs> That's, but you designed it. It's like, yeah. You can, you can just change it. Um, it's, I don't think people are aware of that. So, <laughs> so, so on TikTok even, I, I find myself in these spaces where people talk about their energy and their aura and, yeah. their, uh, and, and spirituality. And I, t- I, like, I love that. Like, and I get little tips from people about uh, you know, music to listen to and, you know, what hurts is good for your, for healing. And I wouldn't yeah. really talk to people about any of that kind of stuff, but I like it. And yeah. I, I enjoy listening to other people talk about, you know, philosophy, not necessarily philosophy, but, but uh, you know, their ideas on how to live a more fulfilled life, I suppose. Yes. So I like, find, I like finding those spaces on Instagram and people like Mel Robbins on Instagram or, or you know, people on TikTok talking about yeah. doing ayahuasca or something, you know, that I'm just like, I find that fascinating. You know? Yeah. My, my YouTube, you know, the way it, it sends you recommendations. Yeah. So my YouTube is basically half like anything, self-help meditations and Sesame street for my chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. What you need is, what you need is, what you need is, is Ernie and Bert doing self-help. Yes. Uh, er, er, Ernie and Bert meditations or yeah, Grover. Yeah. Meditation with Grover, you know. That's... Oh, my God. Brilliant. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so I've, I'm kind of coming to my, my final question, um, which I kind of ask everybody, but everyone has... I love this question because everyone has kind of the same answer, but they t- say it in a different way. So I always love see, seeing how people say it. It's quite open-ended, but um, just what does creativity mean to you? Oh, um, what does creativity mean to me? It's a very, very big question. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
don't let you off easy. <laughs> the no. Nice and big. <laughs> I suppose I th think it's, I haven't really thought about it. Creativity is, um, but I think when I think of other people's creativity, I think of them expressing themselves in a way that is honest and genuine and other people can tap into something, can see something of themselves in it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So for me, it's like I'm only starting to come to terms with even talking about myself being creative. But it's just, it's an honest expression of something that you feel you've delivered in a way that might be appealing and interesting to other people. Mm. And I think it's, it can be very, there's a, like, there's a reason we've always sang and there's a reason we've always danced as, as there's a reason why we've always painted. There's a reason why we've done these things because it gives, it gives people hope and life and, uh, and, uh, and it, it helps people understand that they're not on their own, mm. you know? And so if I do my play, it might speak to 50 people who go, that's fucking, that's what, that's what's happening to me or that's what happened. I get it. I get what you're saying. I feel the same. And I think you get, I, other people will get that from a painting. Other people will get that from the film or from, you know, and I think it's just, <laughs> creativity is just you know one person letting someone else know they're not on their own you know? yes yeah it's so true and even and in this weird time i think that's why that's what's really hit people uh you know that uh, because if creativity is something where you, you feel less alone and not when we're not being given the opportunity to get our hands on that as as frequently mm. that's why our mental health can suffer throughout a time like this because you're going now the thing that i get where i see myself reflected in other people and i feel less alone i can't get my hands on right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> i need me i need me medicine yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's it's total I, soul food I, I hope that answers your question no it does and um yeah thanks thanks for coming on and thanks for the chat and i genuinely i'm so you're actually the first the first fella of season two that we've had on so and Great. what a fella to start with um i know i'm thrilled because I, I, I just think i love seeing the journey you've been on i think and i love seeing somebody at that kind of point of not point of zero as in like there's there's nothing happening but as in like you've allowed yourself to take the leap of faith and i'm dying to see what happens all the good things i know i I don't know. It's, it is. It's like, no, don't worry, nothing will happen. It's, I'll still be here in a year's time talking about it. Talking, about, talking about being scared, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I thank you so much. And yeah, and, I, and I'm and i dying to see your play. And I just think, yeah, and it, it's just lovely to see someone's creativity have just been kind of cracked open and burst open and, and a whole experience just ahead of you. And I'm delighted for you and uh, and you're great and thank you so much for being so open and let me ask all them questions because there's some questions that yeah I feel like some people would be like no thank you no no, <laughs> no, no comment it's, it's, all, it's always good to talk and have an honest chat so thanks for having me on thank you so and, much and, Keith and best of luck with your I hope I hope the acting world gets back to I'm going back next week to film oh, brilliant 
But after that now, I'll be the same. After that, I'll be, I have no idea what's going to happen after that. I have to finish the filming. And then once that's done, I'm in, a, I'm in ground zero as well. <laughs> but in a way, in the world of acting, it, it, that's always been the way it's been. You, you know, yeah. I know it's slightly different now, but you're, you're always, I'd imagine, once one job finishes, you're thinking, I'm never going to work again. I'm Basically, yeah. yeah. So basically, that's what all those self self help videos on my yeah, YouTube yeah, yeah. are. <laughs> Thank you so much, Keith. It's been no such problem a problem at all. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. Em. Thanks so much. Bye. So there you have it, Keith Walsh. What a lovely, lovely guy. So genuine, so real, so honest, and so willing to be open and 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 talk about talk about anything really there was there was no there was no question over anything I wanted to talk about so um he was just great and and what a time what a time to meet somebody when they're at such a crossroads at this wonderful springboard into their own creativity and and having put the work in like he's put the work into his mental health he's 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 gotten himself grounded and centered for this new beginning really that he that he's starting um i can't wait to see a show i can't wait to see what it's all about and i love the real takeaway that i actually that's still in my mind now from it is you know creating something without expectation and how much that can free you up so thank you keith i can't wait to see what you do next and wherever your creative journey leads you I know it's going to be something that's real, genuine and something that we see ourselves reflected in. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't be shy. Please share it with anyone you like. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Apple podcasts. Uh, We're on Spotify as well. So share the love and hopefully someone will get something from this. And until next time, guys, have a great day.